Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran pastor who lived in Germany during the Nazi regime. And Bonhoeffer was known for his staunch resistance to the Nazi dictatorship. In 1943, he was arrested by the Gestapo and put into prison for a year and a half, after which he was transferred to Flossenburg concentration camp. Bonhoeffer was accused of being part of a plot to assassinate Adolf Hitler. He was quickly tried and then hanged on April 9th, 1945. Bonhoeffer's theological writings, certainly along with, with his life, witness, have had a great influence on Christians throughout the world. His most well-known work that many consider a classic is entitled The Cost of Discipleship. And in that book, Bonhoeffer distinguishes between what he calls cheap grace and costly grace. I'd like to quote him directly. It's a little bit of a lengthy excerpt from the book, but his words describe it much more beautifully than I would be able to. Regarding cheap grace and costly grace, he writes, Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance, baptism without church discipline, communion without confession, absolution without personal confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ, living and incarnate. Costly grace is the treasure hidden in the field. For the sake of it, a man will go and sell all that he has. It is the pearl of great price to buy, which the merchant will sell all his goods. It is the kingly rule of Christ, for whose sake a man will pluck out the eye which causes him to stumble. It is the call of Jesus Christ at which the disciple leaves his nets and follows him. Costly grace is the gospel which must be sought again and again, the gift which must be asked for, the door, the door at which a man must knock. Such grace is costly because it calls us to follow, and it is grace because it calls us to follow Jesus Christ. It is costly because it costs a man his life, and it is grace because it gives a man the only true life. It is costly because it condemns sin, and grace because it justifies the sinner. Above all, it is costly because it cost God the life of his son. And what has cost God much cannot be cheap for us. Above all, it is grace because God did not reckon his son to dear a price to pay for our life, but delivered him up for us. Costly grace is the incarnation of God. Jesus Christ in the gospel today speaks to us of this costly grace. After giving us the conditions for discipleship, for following him, we hear in this gospel today three times, Jesus says, three times, you cannot be my disciple. 
You cannot be my disciple. You cannot be my disciple. Why does our Lord use such strong language? Why is Jesus putting such restrictions on being his disciple? Well, I think Bonhoeffer answers that question for us. He says, what has cost God much cannot be cheap for us. It cost God the life of his son. God did not reckon his son too dear a price to pay for our life. This is precisely the reason why we cannot take discipleship lightly. Jesus Christ gave his life for us so that you and I could have the fullness of life here and in eternal life. And this gift of Jesus, given to us by the gift of his very life, demands nothing less than the response of my own life given to him. You know, I've said this before, that there is a big difference between being a parishioner and being a disciple. One does not necessarily equal the other. In a certain sense, this is what our Lord is speaking to us today. Discipleship is so much more than just coming to Mass, just saying some prayers here and there. Discipleship is about following. Discipline and disciple share the same root. The life of a disciple is the life of one who was schooled in the discipline of Jesus. It is the life of costly grace, not cheap grace. So the question is, how do I know if I'm being a disciple? Or at least striving to be a disciple of the Lord. How do we know? Well, here are a few criteria that we can reflect upon to see if we are really striving to live a life of discipleship. For a disciple, Jesus Christ, the relationship with Jesus Christ, is the number one priority in his or her life. So that's a question. Is my relationship with Jesus Christ the number one priority in my life? Not number two, not number three. See, when we put Jesus Christ first and we love Jesus Christ first, we're able to love everyone else in our lives more. We're able to be the best wife, mother, husband, father, priest, son, daughter. Jesus Christ empowers us to live the fullness of life. So the disciple keeps Jesus number one in their life. That's one criteria. Another criteria is Sunday Mass and Holy Days of Obligation. Are those a priority for me? And if I miss Sunday Mass, do I go to confession as soon as possible? See, the disciple keeps Sunday Mass and the Holy Days of the Church as a priority because the Sunday Mass, the Eucharist, is a time that we gather to fulfill the third commandment, to keep holy the Sabbath, to worship the Lord. So Sunday Mass needs to be a priority for every disciple. 
And confession has to be an important part of every disciple's life. And then, lastly, the disciple looks for ways to serve their family, their parish, and their larger community. Why? Because discipleship of Jesus, being a disciple of the Lord, always overflows into service of others. Those are some criteria that we can reflect upon to really see if I'm just being a parishioner or am I really being a disciple of Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, this parish, the church throughout the world, indeed the world itself, doesn't need parishioners. This parish, the Catholic Church, the world, needs disciples of Jesus Christ. But we cannot follow Jesus according to the logic of cheap grace. It cost Jesus his life. And so you and I must give Jesus our lives in return.